0: Bola para a área, para que ele vire o Cristiano Ronaldo! Vai para o Cristiano Ronaldo! Vai, 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 Ronaldo! Obrigado, Cristiano! Muito! Obrigado! O FC Porto vai, é, vai, é, vai, é, vai, 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 Hello and welcome to the Portuguese Football Podcast. My name is Brian Fonseca and I'll be your host today with what will be our sixth episode. Uh, We started a little over a month ago and it's been a very fun journey so far, albeit short. Um, I'm having a great time doing this every week. And uh, for anyone that's that's a consistent listener or a one-time listener, I appreciate your ears as always, and I hope you guys stick around with me as we as the club season starts to pick up, as it has in the past week. Uh, we'll get right into that with plenty of action in the transfer market, but before we do, I do want to kind of put a bookend on the, the national team's performance at the Confederations Cup, as we discussed in the last episode, which was an entire rant of my thoughts on their performance against Chile, I truthfully did not watch the third place match live uh it was on at 8 a.m eastern standard time in the united states so i was silently in bed on sunday morning i woke up to them winning 2-1 against mexico and i did see extended highlights i don't have much thoughts on how they played because frankly it doesn't matter the game didn't matter and as much as some of the players showed that they cared third place may as well be last place because it, it simply doesn't matter the podium of the Confederations Cup is is irrelevant. Can you tell me who was in the podium of the Confederations Cup in two thousand nine? No, I know Brazil won. They beat the United States. It, I don't know who won third. I thought Pep showed his undying passion for the Portuguese national team once again. Uh, the way he celebrated scoring that equalizer in the 90th minute. Um, he's my favorite um, non Portuguese player on the Portuguese national team of all time. I don't think he's the best. I think that, obviously, Deku... I thought I think Deku was the most talented non-Portuguese player to play for the national team. But he didn't show 1% of the passion that, that Pep does. I will never forget watching the final of the Euro 2016. And after Portugal won, seeing Pep vomit on the pitch. Because he gave literally everything he had. He sur- surrendered everything to win that match. And he was... He was one of the best players of the, not only the final, but of the tournament, but especially so in that tournament, he was just magnificent. There's no way Portugal would have won that tournament without him, so I think when looking back at his career, which is not done, of course, uh, I will discuss some recent news with him later on in the pod as well, but when you look back at his Portuguese national team career, you'll definitely see him as one of the most passionate players we've ever had, which is very impressive considering that he was not born in Portugal, but uh, thanks to Pep for equalizing that, and then the winner coming from a penalty spot from the penalty spot by Adrian, It would be Portugal's second penalty of the game, and the first one was uh, I want to say missed by Andres Silva because Ochoa had a phenomenal, phenomenal save to, to, to block to block it. It was going right in the corner, uh, but Ochoa got low and he he deflected it away. Yeah, Portugal got third place in the Confederations Cup. Pat on the back, good job, kids, and uh, move on to World Cup qualifying preparations again. They start back up on the thirty first of August against the Faroe Islands, um, but most players are going to take their week off vacation. Wholeheartedly deserves because they've been playing football for the next last maybe twelve months, so they'll be off for a week before returning uh, to cl- to their clubs. Who have in Portugal at least have all gotten back to playing to practicing preparation started for Porto on Monday. I believe Benfica started on Friday and Sporting started last week, so. Of the major clubs, at the very least, they've all started. Uh, The the club that first started Sporting has had the most uh, action in the transfer market so far. Uh, We've discussed the previous transfers of Bruno Fernandes and um, Bataglia, but this week is when the dominoes fell on all the biggest rumored transfers, all of which fell through, the last of which falling through today. Fabio Cuentrão, the former Befica left-back and current Real Madrid left-back, officially signed a loan deal. To join Spartan this season, this caused a major, major stir in Portugal. And to understand it, you'll need some context. Fabio Cuentrão, growing up, was a Sportingista. He was a massive Spartan fan as a kid. He's told the story before. Uh, he remembers being four or five years old and watching his family watch the matches and, and vibe with the matches and share that passion that all Portuguese football fans know that they have for their club. And he understood the passion, but he didn't quite understand why they had it until he started playing football and understanding football. And from there, he was hooked. He was a Spartan fan. But where his professional opportunities lied were with Befika. Uh He played for Riuav and pressed there enough to get signed by Befica, a uh, player under Georges Zouz, who was monumental and instrumental in moving him from left wing back to left back, where he was a, became a world-class player. At one point, could have been argued to be the best left back in the world. Um... Once he transferred to Real Madrid. And. He. Would kiss the emblem every time he scored a goal. He showed passion for Befica. Showed high professionalism. Played hard every match. And. It was. It seemed clear that he loved Befica. And. He kind of. You know. Put his foot in the fire. Around 2015. When. uh, There were rumors of him returning to Portugal. uh, To Befica. And then there were rumors of him joining Sporting. Or Porto. And. Once those rumors of him joining Benfica's rivals popped up, he was quoted as saying if he were to play again in Portugal, the only club he would play for is Benfica. And that comment is what has been kind of spinning around now. Uh, people on social media calling him a snake, saying that he lied, and that all, those, all, all the kisses of the badges and the celebrations and all the words he said meant nothing. Um, it, it, perhaps the biggest stir caused when he was on a video posted by the Sporting's official account, uh, Twitter account, where he said that he may have played other places, but he was always made of Sporting. It's argued that that is part of like the, the new uh, marketing campaign uh, made in Sporting, that um, made of Sporting, that the club is starting, but it's it's clearly a direct shot at Benfica, and it's not getting taken well by Benfica while well, Sporting Geistes are just soaking it up, and... Um, to the footballing side of this, um, this signing, I worry about Guentron's injury history. He has been injured quite often recently. He, In the past two seasons, he's had a wound take him out for 28 days, a hamstring injury get him out for 32 days. Shortly after recovering from that, a month later, he was out with another hamstring injury for 24 days. Shortly after recovering from that, a month later, he was out 49 days with a fractured foot. Shortly after returning from that, two days later, he was, uh, he missed 31 games in 198 days with another hamstring injury. And then upon returning from that, uh, those all those injuries were when he was on loan at Monaco. And then last season, he had muscular problems, which cut him out for 19 days in November to mid-December. And then those muscular problems returned from February to March, exactly 28 days. The times he wasn't injured, he didn't get much playing time. And whether that is due to his injury or not, or simply his lack of quality in comparison to to Marcelo, that's kind of relevant for this point. The point is that his injuries may cause a problem in Portugal. Um, with Sporting, he is going to be the starter day one if he's healthy. There's no question. He is far better than any option George has at left back. Uh, better than Jefferson, who was a shadow of himself. And I, who I believe Sporting is trying to get rid of anyway, or they did get rid of him. He went to Braga. So Jefferson's off the table. Excuse me for that. He's better than an improvised Bruno Cesar, who's naturally an attacking player but has often played left back uh, to decent. Decent effect. He hasn't been bad, but he's nowhere near Guendron's quality or experience at the position. Really, he'll be a starter day one. Um, but the problem lies in his injury history. If he gets injured for an extended period of time, uh, George Jesus does not have many options. Um, I guess we can. I guess he could. You know, if Scull is still around, he can move Scull He could use Bruno Cesar. Um, he could Puccini, I believe, can play either flank. So he could use Puccini. But, you know, we're not sure if is good yet. Uh, we haven't seen him play for Sporting on either flight, really. So, um, the injury history is something that will worry. Um, I mean, he's at an age, he's at 29. He's going to turn 30 in March, where injuries started to catch up with players, especially at the the position he plays left back, which is so physically demanding. But we'll have to see with that. Uh, I think it's a great signing for Sparthing, uh, aside from... The injury worries. His qualities still there. Um his quality isn't there quite yet for Real Madrid. But considering Real Madrid is the best club in the world at the time to- at the moment, it's kinda hard to kinda hard to put that against him. Um he'll fit right in. He'll probably be a top three left back in the league right away. Um But we'll have to see with that. Uh moving on, staying in defense, Sporting signed a player from Guindro's former rival, Barcelona, Jeremy Mathieu, the French center back, is on trial at Sporting, which sounds very weird considering he was starting at Barcelona two years ago, but he's on trial to make sure he's fit first and foremost and to see if he fits within the squad and what Georges Jesus looks out of his center backs. Uh, It looks like the, the contract is a formality at this point that he will get signed, that the trial is just there kind of as a, way to show Mateo is going to have to earn his spot, but frankly, he's going to start day one as well. Um, like I said, he's better than anyone Sporting has on their squad, and the, with the hole that Ruben Smith was leaving after he signing to Villarreal, um, it makes sense that he's, he'll be the one to fill it. And the final signing of the week, the third bombshell signing of the week for Sporting, the man who terrorized them in the Champions League play two years in a row, Former CSKA winger/slash striker Dumbia is headed to Sporting on loan, with a contract that includes includes, I believe, a mandatory buy option. I'm not sure. Um, some said, some have reported that if Sporting were to make it to the group stages of the Champions League, where right now they're only in the playoff, they're obligated to buy him for three million euros. I'm not quite sure. Uh, the worries with Dumbia are that he is 30, 31 in that age range and he is a player that depends highly, highly on his pace. He just simply outpaces everyone, just outruns them, beats them, um with his blistering runs. And players that depend on their speed typically decline much faster than other players who have other you know have skill and touch and, and things that don't that age far better. So we'll have to see if that decline will occur this season or within the next few seasons. Um, for the sake of this season, one good season from Dumbia would be worth it because giving the money and the resources that Sporting is investing this offseason in, in their midfield, in Cuentrão, in Matteo, in Dumbia, this is the year. They're going in, they're going all in. It's now mm-hmm. or never to break that 16-year spell of not winning the title. Now, if it doesn't work out, it's an expensive bet, but... They're going on, and you can't blame Bruno de Carvalho for this. This is as aggressive as you could ask for if you're a Spartanista. And while there are still a lot of moves to be made, um, Adrian and William are two situations that need to be figured out. And while Bruno Fernandes and uh, Bataglia are good options to fill, either or, losing both would be a big, big loss for the club. If you manage to keep both, which I, don't, I really don't see possible given wages and the, lo- the lost opportunity in making money and selling or and William. Uh, if they do keep both of them, they're easily the favorites to win the title. But given that Atherton is rumored to be headed to Tottenham for 25 million plus 5 million objectives, I think that's going to be done and we'll wait to see where William goes. I think William is the least likely to go. But given that he has been rumored to be leaving for England for the past three seasons, he should be on his way. But if he were to stay, I still believe Sporting are the favorites to win the title. Uh, Dumbia will be lined up next to Bajdost, likely in a four-four-two. Uh, he may be on the wing of a four-three-three, but given Jesus play prefers playing in the four-four-two, him alongside Bajdost would be a deadly, deadly combination. Or he could play on the wing of the four-four-two with Alnur Ruiz uh, alongside Bajdost if Ruiz could maintain the form he had at the end of the season. You know, a lot of interesting things to be seen uh, for the Sporting Club in the, in the next two months or so. We're only a month away from league league play starting. Uh, A month from this Sunday is the first match of the season, and I am so excited. Uh, It seems like the league starts earlier and earlier every year, and uh, it's a great time. Moving on from Sporting, who I believe this week were the winners of the transfer market, without a doubt. We move on to who, in my opinion, are the losers of the transfer market, Club do Porto. Porto, which won in the sense that Two of their best players who they were worried about losing, uh, Icar Casillas, the goalkeeper, and right-back Maxi Pereira, both reported to training today. So, at least for the moment, it looks like they're part of the club. Though, Casillas has left many cryptic messages on social media suggesting that he won't return this season. And he was rumored to be headed to Liverpool. We'll have to see. Okay, update. So, I pushed back editing this podcast until Thursday rather than Wednesday, got a little jumbled up last night. I woke up this morning to see that Iker Casillas has in fact signed a one-year renewal to his contract uh, to play for Porto, so all the cryptic messages of him saying he's going to miss his country and all these weird things he was posting on social media end up being nothing. Uh, he reported the training on Tuesday and on Wednesday, it looked like that was just for show, but... It looks like he signed for another year. Uh, Porto get their best goalkeeper uh, from last season to to stay, and they have a solid presence again in the back. Admirable for him to want to stay at Porto for a third season. I want to believe that interest fell through from the other side rather than from his own side. Uh, But maybe he really does love Porto, and his wife loves Porto, and they want to stay. This is good news for Porto on a bad week I still think they're losers Of the transfer market this week But they got a big, big win With the return of Igor Casillas. And uh, now back to yesterday Regardless of those two returning The big loss comes in The sale Many would uh, speculate For sale of Ruben Neves To Wolverhampton Wolves For 18 million euros Neves is A young Uh, an unpolished product let's say in defensive midfield but he is one of the best prospects in the league in the country he is worthy more of 18 million just off his potential alone and he's was sold for 18 million to wolves a club in the second division in the championship of england solely for the fact of his agent being george mince which is a shame because he'll probably get he'll probably slot right into the starting eleven despite the fact that the. The manager, Nuno Espirito Santo, was the one that kept him on the bench at Porto last season. Regardless, he'll probably slot right in, given that he's better than any player that Wolves have right now, according to the comments I've read on, on social media uh, from from supporters. That's as far as my research went, frankly, into this, but I can assume that given his quality, he'll he'll start and get plenty of minutes. Even then, it's not a quality league where he'll learn to play his best. He, he does best because of his tango skill, of his vision... But he is going to be playing in a physical league where a lot of play is just winning the ball physically and using your body, which is not his strength. So I guess maybe he'll develop a new dimension to his game, but he won't develop much on the, th- the things that make him best. It's a shame that such a talented player has to leave to play for this team because of his agent. Deal is good for Porto because they have Danilo playing in his position, and he's uh, unmovable in the um, in the starting eleven. And they get $18 out of it. But personally, for, for Ruben Neves, it's not a good deal. Porto has yet to have much action in buying in the transfer market, though it's still early. As it stands right now, I think if Sporting are the favorites to win the title, given these transfers, I think the way it stands now, given the transfers this week, the way it stands now, Sporting may be the favorites. I think Porto are the least favorite of the top three to win the title. Um, given that they have not improved the squad from last season, which had been plenty of holes. They're likely to lose Braimi after losing Ruben Neves. It's not looking good for them right now. Though, as I said, there's still two months left in the transfer market and plenty of changes to happen. And they're still the winner of transfer market as well, given that they don't fall into too deep of a hole in the beginning three or four months of the season. Moving on to the final, uh, Grand uh, Befica, they signed... Uh, two goalkeepers this week after losing Ederson to Manchester City a month ago. Bruno Varela, the academy product who was sold to de Setúbal last season, is bought back using the buy clause in his contract, uh, bringing back to the Luz. And André Moreira, I believe also an academy product, who was sold to Atletico Madrid, is back. Um, also a men's client. He's back to um side of the Luz. Uh, speaking of men's client, I guess I'll take this opportunity to say that uh, I was going to use Nevj as the men's minute, but because he was so important and uh, part of the main discussion, we'll keep him as the men's minute, but we won't have the segment this week for that. Uh, but anyway, if you get those two goalkeepers, um, and just this, who will start in goal for me, if you get still very much in the air, they still have uh, Julius Cesar on contract, and uh, Le Moreira is a talented young prospecting goal though he may be injury prone given the fact that not injury prone mistake prone given the fact that he hasn't played much in the past couple of seasons whereas Varela is also young and he has played plenty at Stuwall and he was impressive especially against Befica last season um we'll see what they do I think at least one of them has to be loaned out between Moreira and Varela because you can't keep the three goalkeepers who can start in this league on the same club um I think Varela, if I, if I had to put money on it, all would be the one that, that is loaned out simply because he shining its due all and I think he could use one more year development to uh, get to the level where he could start for uh, for Benfica. They haven't sold anyone this week as far as I can remember. Though, as I said, I mean, it's still early, early, early in the in the transfer market and much, much can happen. As I mentioned before, Bepp, uh has moved in the transfer market, after much he, his contract with Real Madrid is over, so he was fair game to anyone he wanted to sign for. Much was speculated that he was practically signed with PSG; it was a formality for his announcement. But it turns out he signed on to play with Ricardo korezma at Beşiktaş in Turkey. Uh, signed on for a ridiculous salary. I believe he's making four million a year plus five thousand, uh, a five thousand euro bonus with every match he plays, which is ridiculous. I don't know how these Turkish teams get this money, but... Ridiculous. Um, and he's all signed up for two years. Whereas PSG was only offering a season. Um, good fit for him. I think he has quality to play in a better league. I think he could still start at Real Madrid. Um, it's it's kind of sad that there was a falling out there, but uh, I still think he has two or three more years of top, top, top football to play. So, kind of disheartening to see him play at Beşiktaş in the Turkish league, but... It is what it is, and uh, all we can hope for is he maintains his form for the World Cup and that he's uh, that he's happy. So that's all I have this week. Big week in transfers for Sporting, and I'm sure, or at least I'm expecting, that the other clubs catch up uh, over the next couple of weeks. Football's a bit slow right now, so typically we can expect every week to be around 20 to 30 minutes like this episode. Um, once the season kicks off and I have time to kind of catch up on the games, uh, we'll have more analysis and talks about the league. There'll be more to talk about. Uh, but for now, we can only speculate. If I really wanted to extend this, I could include the email scandal and all the new stuff that's coming out and uh, the, a report that Bifiga is the, the club with the second most debt in Europe. But I'm not well-versed in those topics. And quite frankly, I don't think they really um, add to the podcast. So I'll uh, I'll leave it at that. This has been episode 6 of the Portuguese Football Cup Podcast. Thank you all for listening. My name is Brian Fonseca. I am your host. And until next time, Juizu.